This top 10 fantasy football receivers edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNBet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Oh my, we're so close to football. We're so it's It's unbelievable how close we are. We're literally as every moment we speak, we get closer metaphorically and physically. <laughs> this is not just a metaphor. We are counting it down. We are in the um, you know in the dead heat of summer here, doing our top ten fantasy football preview series. We gave you the top ten <laughs> fantasy football tight ends. We gave you the top ten fantasy football mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And You're now welcome. it is time for the top ten fantasy football receivers. Ryan, of course, as we get ready for the top ten fantasy football receivers. Want to make sure we shout out WinBet, the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet, man, they do it all. And by that, I mean give you a sweet gambling action. Get started today. Get that special offer up to $500 risk free. Are you kidding me? Risk free, it's for me. Terms and conditions apply. All you got to do is get the details at WYNNBet.com. Download the app today. The excitement of Win Las Vegas in the palm of your own hands. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are all happening right now at one place. That's right, Win Bet. If you want to win big, W I N, you got to go to W Y N N Bet.com. Let it Right. Appreciate you letting that finish. Yeah, the excitement you have when we when it comes time to talk about pass catchers, Sean. Yep. Not quite as excited when the people patting throwing the ball, but pass catchers, tight ends, wide receivers, and we even had a little off air. You seemed uh, earlier we were discussing the order of uh, our series. And uh, just purely out of uh, nothing other than how the thing, the positions were listed. Yes. Uh, but 
running back or wide receiver? What is a more important position in today's fantasy football well, and, world? And and I see the case you're making. Running back, you have a smaller margin for error. But to me, essentially, you need hyper fragile. Hyper fragile. You need more <laughs> receivers. Thus, you need to do. Uh, to me, they're more important. Figuring out who the top ten are in that. Uh, you could make the other. The other side of the argument is obviously you have less room for error on the running backs. But I, I was saying, I thought receivers were impo- more important. Maybe save them for last. Uh, you said we'll do whatever you want, Sean. So. Uh, but I conceded and we're doing receivers first and then running backs to appease you, Ryan, because you were saying running backs more important. I, I think it's more important to get running back right early. I okay. think it's more important to get a wide receiver right in the middle range. Yeah. So uh, perhaps like if we're really boxing it into a top 10 conversation, <laughs> maybe more important for the running backs, but overall for the wide receivers, Hell yeah, obviously. We're we live in a PPR world. Although, you know, some places still like the half Come on. PPR underdog looking at you. Some people are full point PPR full savages go. who who seem to play standard only. What I mean, come on. Imagine I don't even know what my rankings would look like. I mean, it, this is like a Colby Dant thing, right? Like, ah, uh, well, I remember when uh, the slot receivers <laughs> and the one yard catch, that shouldn't be worth one slot, point one point. I I do I like the full point PPR. Uh, maybe it's just because it helped me win two hundred thousand dollars on DraftKings. But I do also you know why you like it. Why? Because you're a skilled fantasy player. Oh well, thank you. Ryan. And what the what does a skilled fantasy player want to do? Expand the player pool as far as possible. Yeah. All right. So some, make things more. The square sees this and is like, well, you you do this, you make more players relevant. It's easier to shuffle players in and out. That's true. Deeper bench is the the neutralizer there, but the reason a sharp player, a mm. plus EV player, likes PPR is you exp- I believe you expand you expand the player pool, thus making your knowledge of wide receiver sixty nine more important, nice. thus making your deep knowledge of who the third string running back on the Philadelphia Eagles might be uh, more important. Carry on so, Johnson. So I I think. That's the answer to the question. Standard is for people who like to flip coins. Bottom uh, line. Put them in there. Sh- put them in their hole, Ryan. Let's get it going. <laughs> Just pissed off a bunch of like fifty and sixty year olds. <laughs> <laughs> the- uh, what right. are you talking about? Do I go first? Yes, you go first. Who's your number ten right. fantasy football receiver for twenty twenty one? So this was almost Terry McLaurin because Ooh. I am super high on him. This was almost Michael Thomas. Because man, I, there are some really good options. I like Jameis Winston too much to not have. My, I, I realized I was too low on Michael Thomas, but I'm going Allen Robinson. And purely like this guy is a quiet DeAndre Hopkins level when it comes to producing, no matter how good or bad the quarterback is. So whether this is a Dalton, uh, this is Fields, I don't really care. Yeah. I I think he is a guy that's going to produce, and I think you're gonna. Putting him at ten means like I have gotten him a bunch, which I backed into a lot of field stacks and fields commit stacks because I end up with Aaron uh, Allen Robinson because in the third round it's hard for me to pass him up with some of the other guys dangling on the board at that time. So number ten, I think Allen Robinson. We can talk about his target share. We can we can talk about a potential emerging number two in Mooney. Uh, but there's always a, a potential n- a other guy, and you can talk about how the tight ends might steal some red zone opportunities. 
I think you bottom line, you look at the quarterback situation there last year and it was pretty piss poor. Um, even if you're not super high on Justin Fields, it's got to improve a little bit. Even if you're not high on Dalton, I think it's going to improve a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Dalton can, if, if there's one thing Dalton can do, he can throw to a big body receiver with a huge catch radius. So I really like Allen Robinson this year. I think again, 10 puts him in the range where I'm going to get a lot of shares of him. And so I don't know if you've got Allen Robinson into your top ten as a Penn State guy. No, I didn't. I mean, there there are a number of guys that I like that are just outside the range that you just nailed here. A Michael Thomas at eleven, Allen Robinson at twelve, Terry McLaurin at thirteen. Okay, we're all in the same bucket there, then. No, no, I mean, and uh, I was going back and forth. Like, there's just there are a bunch of good receivers, a, as you mentioned. Like, there's so many good receivers out there because. You know, every every team is running three receivers as their standard eleven personnel. Yeah. It's easy to get these high PPR outputs from certain receivers. And again, that brings me to my number ten receiver. We always see one rookie uh, get into the top ten fantasy. Always, uh, uh, maybe not receivers, but I think I like doing it. I, mean, I think not- Devonta Smith at number ten. <laughs> It, 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 I didn't see it coming. You I really did not didn't see it coming. coming. Why didn't. would I not put him in? He's a PPR machine. He's gonna he's gonna be the number one target on a team that's throwing a bunch. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the gamble. I don't. It's not a yards thing. It's not a touchdowns thing. It is a it is a catch uh, thing. Manufacturing plays, right? You yeah. drafted him. You get him the ball. No, I mean the. The, the front office, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni is a receiver specialist. Like the entire Philadelphia organization has yeah. come around this one guy. You know, everyone talks in fantasy. It's about volume. This dude is gonna get a shit ton of volume. And and the more I think about it, maybe even knock, you know, I should go back and maybe pull Goddard down a a step or two. Cause mm. the more I think about it, the more I think is just Devonta Smith is gonna get a shit ton of easy catchable balls. And he's going to, he's going to be a PPR machine. So uh, again, it's just about identifying volume. And I, I don't, I don't see him not having massive volume. God, yeah. God bless your love of the Eagles wide receiver uh, 40 for me, which is probably too low. I've told you this, but I'm, I'm lower. That's on, pretty crazy. I'm lower on him than I think I should be. Um, but yeah, I just, at this range, I can still get a guy who I've seen be a number one wide receiver at the NFL level. So but I, but I, I really didn't see. I didn't. I was like, I didn't even well, think about you, the idea. If you, of you had cr- a, I think um, the way offenses are run these days, and the way we saw all these receivers get drafted in the first round, and the way that people go out of their way to work them into the system, who do you think would be the uh, rookie running a rookie receiver to get into the top ten? Because uh, again, I like Jalen Waddle as a prospect, but I don't like his situation. Who do you think would be the the quarterback? I think the receiver? obvious choice is is Chase, uh, just because of of the are they already have the rapport. They're, they're going to be there's going to be a plus fantasy opportunity in that in Cincinnati. I think the dark horse is is Bateman with 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 Baltimore, just because he's going to there's other guys on the team already, and if he's as good as advertised, and Lamar can connect with him. You know he's the kind of guy that could score ten touchdowns. But <clears throat> to your point, we're still believing it is July. So uh, you know, che- cheers to the hope. Uh, my only here would be my my objective counter argument. I I I wonder to your point. I I do wonder if there are going to be enough targets to carry him into the top ten. 
No, and maybe that's maybe that's. But there's so much unknown. Like you, you're right. You can hit it. Also, same thing I said about when I put these lists together, I like to throw in a couple surprises, a couple guys that aren't in the uh, the top ten. Because shout out to the echo chamber, chamber, chamber. Because everyone's ten guys are the same guys. I think it's fun and refreshing to throw some new guys in there because ultimately the ten preseason guys aren't the ten preseason guys at the end. Much like with best bog or a milli maker, I like to take some shots on finding guys that aren't in your typical top 10 list. And to me, I think when you look at guys who finish in the top 10 overall in fantasy and you look at the targets, they're going to need to get there. You kind of have to draw a line right at eight. They're going to need to average more than eight targets a game, unless you have some, some sort of anomaly touchdown. Yeah, And I I think he's going to have seven plus. Just from what I've heard about the offense, so then he has the opportunity, and I think another guy I didn't. Now maybe met- they end up spreading it out way more, and it's it kind of is a different look. But they're planning on running a true West Coast offense, yeah. So he's going to get wide receiver screens, um, bubble screens, and I think even some jet. There they were practicing a bunch of jet sweep. Uh, jet suite option stuff. So yeah, I, and, and then my other, you know, my if you're going to go left, my counter would be like, well, then you know, if he if his a dot is super low, then then his opportunity also becomes a problem, right? Like you want to make sure his his depth of targets not not sinking into the, like the can't be valuable range. But again, I, I appreciate you you surprising me with a uh, Philadelphia Eagle on the list. Uh, my my number nine guy, maybe the opposite. If you saw these two guys walking off the bus together. You would assume Devonte Smith is just here to hold DK Metcalf's bags. Um, <laughs> look, I my hot take was almost putting Tyler Lockett in this over DK Metcalf because I have this real weird feeling this year that I want to have lots of Lockett. Now I'm higher than market on Lockett. Uh, I think at having him in my uh, my top twenty. Lockett but, did have a hundred catches last year and ten touchdowns. Well, and something I wanted to bring up was again back to those average targets. T- couple guys who fall into that range that people definitely have outside their top ten. Robbie Anderson, very close for me, eight mm. and a half targets a game. Tyler Lockett, eight point three more than DK Metcalf. Obviously, we can explain the difference because of bit Metcalf's big playability, his his size around the red zone. I think this is right around where where market has him. I think this is right around where he's being drafted, right? Late second round pick maybe. Um someone you pair with a stud running back. So, I I assume you have him in your top 10 as well. We yes. also like the I mean, just from a pure like which wide receivers do you maybe like a little bit more from a stack perspective because of that big game yeah, like ceiling? And, and we and we Metcalf's is up there. We hit on it uh, as to why I like Russell Wilson. I think I gave him number five for the fantasy football quarterback. Six, six. Um, is because the more I dove into their into their offense and what they expect them to do, it's going to be some quicker passing stuff. Um, and that probably even favors DK over Lockett a, a little bit because he's more of a possession guy than Lockett. I I, I th- still think you can make a good case for Tyler Lockett as well. But yeah, I have um, DK Metcalf all the way up to number four because I'm the more I'm doing the oh, research nice. and diving in, the more I'm higher and I'm like I got to get me some more Russell Wilson DK Metcalf stack. My number nine again probably off your board, Ryan. This is another uh, zag when everyone's zigging is Deontay Johnson. I am very mm. high on Deontay Johnson. Again, this is a strictly PPR play. He got uh, an insane amount of targets. He was sixth in the league in targets last year, 146 targets. And if you know anything about Big Ben and that Pittsburgh offense, 
what are the two things that jump out at you? One, they have uh, an offensive line that sells issues. <laughs> two, Big yes. Ben can probably only take so many more tackles. And what's their workaround? We saw it last year, the the quick passing game. And Deontay Johnson really benefited from that. And he even had some drop issues. And they would take him out and then they would put him back in and he would still get a ton of catches. This is strictly from a from just like a total number catch perspective. Um you know, he had 88 catches last year. I, I think he could have like 110 uh, this year. And he and touchdowns kind of keeping the same. He had seven. I think he can kind of maintain that. But I think he's just going to get a huge jump in the easy catch uh, range. So well, it's not necessarily a yardage <clears throat> thing, but full point PPR. I think he's going to have a massive year. Yeah, and it's it's actually startling. He only had four games. Um, sorry, five games where he didn't have double digit targets last year. Yeah, and it was like one, two, three, four, and seven targets. So like his duds were absolute duds. But when he, the rest of the time it was ten plus targets. I like the. I think this angle is just it, there's a little bit of Big Ben in here. That maybe pushes him down the board for me. Yeah. Uh, well, and then I, I mean, I struggle that with that with a lot of this. Like, how much do you factor in the quarterback, and how much do you punish them? Uh, you know, and the same reason why Joe Burrow wasn't in my top ten for the fantasy quarterbacks, and I don't have any Bengals receivers in 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 for this. You can make the case pretty easily, but for me. That ACL injury is still a big thing. I know everyone says he's going to be fine. I just, yeah. from a guy who watched Carson Wentz's career and seen that firsthand ACLs experience, matter. well, and and Carson Wentz, he tore his ACL. I think at a pretty similar time to Joe Burrow. Um, and, and again, it, it takes a little bit to recover from that. Like Wentz wasn't ready game one. Like he didn't start until week three. So the fact that everyone thinks that. Joe Burrow is going to be a go full board game one yeah. in a 17 game season. I, I'm skeptical. I, I think Joe Burrow and the fact that he got it this early is, is shitty for him and for Bengals fans because I think it's going to hurt his development. So we'll see. Uh, one thing to note on Deontay Johnson before we move on, I, I think it is interesting how you can, he's still going about the same time as Chase Claypool. And you know, I, I don't have him as high as you do, Sean, but I definitely like him more than Chase Claypool because I think Deontay Johnson, let's say Ben gets hurt. I think Deontay Johnson is still probably part of the offense because of the type of routes he can run. Yeah. And, and I think it, it, it's, I, I like him where he's going for sure. I mean, what is he going in the wide receiver 25 to 30 range? Yeah. So. No, he's a real steal. But. Do you really want to stack him with Ben? Not you know. anyway. The thing I was going to say to support your your claim, he was fifth in the league in average targets per game last year. So fifth. Yeah, he's going to get he's going to get a shit ton of targets. I may have said six, but um, yeah, he's just going to get a shit ton of targets. For me, it's just that simple. All right, eight wide receiver rankings. Give me uh, give me Justin Jefferson. Okay. Um, as much as it, I guess you could you could say ah, uh, you know, he had a great year. Let's fade him. There's no real reason to. I mean, I I think the Vikings' offense or defense could get a little bit better. Sure, maybe that takes some opportunity out of it, but it, they're going to be an offense that puts up points in games. And I think what Justin Jefferson showed you last year is he's not really guardable. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty high on Adam Thielen too, to be honest with you. Well, like, and that, and that's, uh, I, I, I have, uh, I'll skip ahead. Cause I have Justin Jefferson seven, okay. but it's interesting. I think you can make a case that he even does more. Like if you look at the touchdown splits between Thielen and Jefferson, uh, Thielen had 14 touchdowns. <laughs> Jefferson only seven. I don't know. I mean, just eye test. It feels like some of those it, it are if twenty one between them, would you be surprised if we had Jefferson twelve and and Thielen nine no, and or it, thirteen it, and eight or? And here's why I think when you when you dive into Jefferson, you see a guy who the 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 numbers underneath the numbers tell a, a even better story. Yeah, second, like and, nothing nothing about his year felt outliery. He was second to Devonte Adams in average depth of target or yeah. sorry average yards per per route run, which which means he's running down the field and Kirk cousins still slings the rock. And so Justin Jefferson, you know, your, your touchdown regression point, uh, maybe Thielen still gets used around the red zone a little bit more because of, of the routes he's running. But I think just the fact that Jefferson's running these deep routes, his ceiling, every game is so high. And then, you know, he, he had a phenomenal season last year. Receivers tend, tend to take a little bit more time to develop. He's already there. So uh, there's no reason to try to get cute and not take him if he's sitting there, at, at, you know, in the second half of the second round uh, in your draft. No, and and I definitely have some best ball where I have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and our buddy Kirk. Uh, and I don't want to tip my hand, but the more I'm diving deep on the on the running backs, I, I'm I'm I think I'm going to make Dalvin Cook my number one running back Ooh. simply out of a process of elimination because like every <laughs> it other is. It's tough. every other one of the first round running backs like I have a giant red flag that I don't feel great about and and Dalvin Cook ends up being the uh, outlier there. Real quick, Justin sure. Jefferson only averaged seven point eight targets a game, but still was able to produce that many yards because of those targets. Kyle Rudolph gone. That's a decent amount of targets, and if they don't go to Irv Smith. Yeah, it'll be interesting because they, the coaching staff went out of their way to say, Irv Smith's not going to take over that Kyle Rudolph role. We'll see. Again, talking fantasy football, and uh, it's all it's all about finding that value. And the same applies to gambling, which is why you gotta check out PropSwap.com, and you gotta use promo code SGPY. Well, of course, we appreciate you, uh, you know, so they know we sent you over there. But hmm. PropSwap.com, you get up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. A your EV skyrockets when you're getting bonus cash. Literally, yeah, you know, it's bonus. You're already in the green. And then uh, the sweet thing about PropSwap, you're buying and selling sports futures. So again, uh, you got a hundred to one MVP bet. You want to unload, lock up forty uh, percent of that, sell it on PropSwap, or the other way. You think you're ahead of the market? You someone's got a ticket up for grabs. Best part is you can uh, bid them lower than what they're offering. So they're offering, you know, a hundred to one ticket for 40 to one. And you say, you know, uh, maybe you'll take 20 to one. Maybe they need some money. Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're on a bit of a cooler. They need a, they need some cash. They need to go liquid. Perfect time for you. The experienced uh, value hunter. Again, it's like the stock market, but for DGENs only PropSwap.com promo code S G P value liquidators. Value liquidators. All right, so seven. I'm on seven now. Okay, uh, should I do my eight or do you want to do your? Seven? Oh yeah, go go with your eight. My eight, Ryan. And this is gonna anger you, but uh, why would it anger me? Number eight, Calvin Ridley. I'm just 
uh, there's a lot of Calvin Ridley steam. I have a feeling you'll be talking about Calvin Ridley down the line here, but my Calvin Ridley is only eight take. Uh, <laughs> one, I don't, I don't think Matt Ryan is going to be quite the quarterback mm. without Julio Jones. Uh, Arthur Smith should help the offense. Yes. To me, it is uh, an eye test uh, with okay. the arm strength of Matt Ryan. Okay. And certainly you could, you could use some of that same logic against big Ben. I would counter it by saying like Pittsburgh's already aware of that and they've built a team around it uh, and, and routes around it. And they set up a quick throwing offense. Calvin Ridley, I think is just going to have trouble being the number one receiver. He's never been that in his career M- might have some issues. Again, I, I still like him at number eight. One other little nugget uh, from doing stuff in the schedule is that the Atlanta Falcons essentially play 10 road games because you know, the, uh, the NFC teams play nine road games, and then they also lose one of their home games to a London game. So they're playing 10 games this year on the road. I think that's eventually going to catch up to Matt Ryan and his arm and thereby (laughs) the passing offense of the Falcons and Pitts, I think will take some of his targets. That being said, that's why I have him at eight. I still, still like him this year, but I'm not. A lot of people have him in that top three, and it's just not doesn't make sense for me. Well, where did he finish last year with Julio? With Julio? Well, I'll tell you. He he finished as the. Uh, let me let me flip this over to PPR. I'm sorry. Fifth fifth receiver. So I I just think you know he no I mean Julio I, I, was there. He didn't play a ton of snaps. I get that. Uh, I just again the defense may be slightly better they're not going to be a good defense i think we've we we've said too much or at least i believe too much that arthur smith may have had something to do with the efficiency of that titans team and if he brings any of that to this atlanta team like they weren't always an efficient team and so if they can combine that with the need to still be a volume team like the what do they say? The roof is the ceiling. The ceiling. This, uh, there is no roof on Calvin Ridley this year, and I think that's why you know I made him my number one. But we'll we'll get we'll spoiler get alert, we'll, spoiler alert. I'm sorry, but I couldn't let you eight. You're out of your mind. Who's your number seven? Devontae Adams. This and this is another one. I I feel like similarly to how we ranked Aaron Rodgers. Like it, on one hand, if Aaron Rodgers is playing and you know he's playing. You're taking Devontae Adams maybe as the number one receiver. If he's not, Devontae Adams is still a beast. He still led the league in average yards per route run. He still is an absolute beast around the red zone. And I think if you're like, are you taking him? You, you're maybe you have the first pick, Sean. You've taken Dalvin Cook. Yeah. You're sitting there at 24. Devonte Adams is there. You're hundred percent taking him, right? Yeah. I mean, um, as now, as we're recording it, I'm taking him. I'm probably even not dropping him down as much as other people would. Even if Jordan love is the quarterback, um, the volume is going to be certainly there. would put him down. But if Jordan love is the quarterback next year, uh, do you think he's not getting 149 well, targets? Well, he I, got to 149 targets in 14 games. That's what I was going to say. I mean, say. if if Jordan loves my starter, I'm not throwing the ball less to Devonte Adams. He averaged, he led the league in average targets uh, per game at 10.6, and that's not changing. Period. So now, where where it's going to hurt him probably if Jordan Love plays is the the 18 touchdowns. But I don't even think he gets that. 
regresses with, anyway. With with uh Rodgers. Um yeah, yeah I mean, you can't project him for more than like 10 to 12 touchdowns. It's, it's Yeah, hard I to. actually have I have Devontae Adams and we'll just get into it as my number 5. I still think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I still think he's going to be a big part of the offense. Number 5, you know, just sounds about right for me right in that that middle of the top 10. Um I'm not scared to do draft a Rodgers Devontae Adams stack. Uh, it, you, it's, know. you know, you're going to get it cheap now. You might as well take a little bit of it, right? Yeah. Because it's going to go from a second and like ninth, tenth round to 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 a first and a. I mean, sixth he round. led he led the league in fantasy points even in 14 games. So even with his <laughs> missing a couple of games, he's still he still led the league and obviously led in per game as well. So even saying he cools off a little bit because they did seem like they were going out of their way to get him the uh, Rogers the passing touchdowns for the MVP and maybe they try to do that again. Um, if it works, like why would you go yeah, away? Yeah, with I don't, I don't know. So it's a handoff at that. Like what's what's more reliable, Aaron? Yeah, the one yard Devonte Adams touchdowns <laughs> just automatic and maybe a couple fall off, but he still should be. And maybe I'm low on him on five if I think Rodgers is going to be back. And I, I just think the Rodgers 48 touchdowns. It's just hard to have that season again. But I, I you know, if Rogers, anytime you play the regression card on this Packers team and the Packers offense in particular, it hasn't looked good. It hasn't looked good for Aaron Jones. It's just what like what receiver yeah. walked in the building and is going to take away Devon, any targets from Devon? No one. No. And so I think for me, if Rodgers is 100 percent back. He's probably sitting right next to Calvin Ridley as someone I'd take in the first round after those top tier running backs are gone. Yeah. All right. My uh sixth guy. Yeah. Do you do you need to I tell have us not, your seventh? I have guy? not done my I've done my seventh is Justin Jefferson, my fifth is Devontae Adams. I've not given out my sixth. All right, six for me is AJ Brown. I, I've seen people much higher. Uh I almost feel like putting him here is going to make it hard to get him on my teams because he yeah. he seems like a pick that is uh, pretty sexy, like right like right around the turn, first second turn. But I mean, you saw it last year. We like Ryan Tannehill. We we like. I think. Uh, oh, I like Ryan Tannehill. Julio Jones is probably helps AJ Brown at least when he's playing because he 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 adds an element of decoy, and you know I think the the question of with AJ Brown is how much did Corey Davis matter? Um, which is strange, but Derrick Henry's still there. Um, they're, they're sure they lose Jonu Smith, but they bringing in Julio, I think fixes all of that. The question to me is does the offense, you know, it's the same thing. Does the offense regress at all just because of the, 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 the coordinator change? I think again, it, it seems like sometimes guys are just good at calling plays in game. And when you watch the Titans games, I think the forte was making in game adjustments. Cause you saw these games where they had massive comebacks. They completely scrapped their game plan for something that was completely different. And if, if they can continue to do that, I mean, again, this team's going to be losing in some games and they're going to be chucking it. And AJ Brown, again, another guy that just looks like Devonte Smith would be holding his bag for him coming off the bus. Yeah. I'm going to get to uh, AJ Brown in a second, but my uh, back to my number six, I have Deandre Hopkins who again, this is, you're just looking for volume, right? More or less and 160 targets last year, 115 catches. I mean, this guy just and that was year one with Kyler, no real off season. Yeah. And, and we came in, I know 
And again, to my own detriment, I was super high on Josh Allen, but I thought Steph Diggs, uh, maybe it'll take a little bit to figure out. That historically was the rule was that, you know, receivers changing positions, you wanted to fade them. Uh, you know, it takes a little bit, and especially with the COVID shortened offseason, these guys should struggle, but we didn't see that it with Hopkins no. or Diggs. In fact, they both had awesome years. Uh, and worth pointing out, I mean, he had 115 catches and only six touchdowns. I think that touchdown to catch percentage can even out a little bit in his favor. I, I think him getting 10 touchdowns um, this year is certainly possible. So, and he played a full uh, 16 games. Uh, the guy's catch radius is insane for, and for a guy like Kyler who deals with <laughs> sight lines and you know, uh, little munchkin short, guy back there, like having problems. to like angle it and, and whatever Deandre Hopkins is a, as a blessing. I mean, he went up and got that yeah. hail Mary. Like the guy is just a baller I, at number six. I mean, again, a lot of these guys, you could make a pretty easy case to put them in the top five, top four here. But uh, yeah, I got D D hop number six. Yeah, what scares me? I mean, I like the angle that he has more time with Kyler. He is in your top ten, right? Yeah, I'm going to talk about okay. him because he's my number five guy. I have I, we basically have AJ Brown and 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 DeAndre Hopkins swap, but I think the volume is there. A little concerning that he was he still was able to disappear with like ten target games last year and only show up with four points. But I think just in general, there's no reason to think his volume is going to go down. Uh, they are. It does concern me the style of offense because, in theory, there are a lot of targets on any given play. Um, but uh, again, you're you're just getting too cute uh, if you're dropping him much lower than this. And honestly, like he was a guy early in the summer, I kept asking you, why am I able to take DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the second round? Why am I able to pair Christian? He's kind McC of a guy who's just uh, you know slipped under the radar. I feel like. Well, and I think maybe because there is a certain garbage element to to some of his volume, but I, I think if you like Kyler and and you like this team to to maintain a certain level of competitiveness, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get double digit targets again. Again, he averaged ten last year. It's hard to see that going away. So yeah. uh, I made him number five. Uh, Sean, you want to talk more about AJ Brown? Well, I'm I'm up to my number four. Uh, well, yeah. Well, okay. So you AJ Brown was your five. No, Devontae Adams was no. my five. Oh. Uh, DK Metcalf was oh. my four. Jesus Christ. We haven't gotten to my AJ Brown I yet. See, I see. You you said you save him for later. My bad. Yeah. No, it's all good. DK Metcalf. Uh I, I feel like we hit on a lot of reasons why you like DK Metcalf. Again, he is just an eye test guy. The yeah. dude is just well, the volume still is the a concern. Beast. That that would be the only like, hey, he's gonna have to get it in the end zone a bunch. Yeah. And he he got he was the fifth uh, fantasy football receiver last year on only eighty three catches, which is pretty crazy. Big play when you got you know, when you got guys like Steph Diggs with one twenty seven. Um, but again, I I think he's the, also like young. He's getting better. Yeah, he <laughs> it feels like peak DK Metcalf time. Um, you know, and and he was certainly the number one fantasy receiver there for those like first five weeks where Russ was really cooking. Uh, we talked about it in the quarterback episode, but I think there's like a middle ground between that red hot uh, passing offense and then what they kind of cooled off to. That it'll be a little bit more even throughout the season, uh, and that's why I have DK Metcalf ending up in the almost the same spot as he did last year, maybe slightly higher. Maybe that's just me being a fan of DK Metcalf, but um, I, I just think the opportunity is going to be there. And again, I think with them switching to like a quicker passing offense. I think it's only going to benefit a guy like DK Metcalf. I mean, we saw that 
that, you know, uh, his burst, I mean, chasing down that uh, was it Patrick Peterson to kind of save that game uh, for them. Although they ended up losing or uh, wait, what happened with that Seahawks? They ended up winning, yeah. but not covering or that, you're right now. I, I know we lost our bet. Yeah. That's all I care about. I want to say they lost the game, right? Yeah. Did they? And then DK Metcalf ran and ran in an Olympic qualifier and got smoked <laughs> and, and everything went back to normal. The track community was pissed off that a football player was that they running. even let him. How yeah. They, the Cardinals won in overtime 37, 34, yeah. man, that was a crazy ass game, but we see the run after catch ability for a DK Metcalf. So if they're looking to Sean, we get it. We've all seen him with his shirt off. That dude's ripped <laughs> and, and a good receiver. All right, what do you Sean, got? Kramer? Trivia time. Number four receiver. Sure. You you touted that Devonte Adams earlier had 149 targets in yep. only 14 games. This guy had a 147 in only 14 games. Who was he? It is in last year. Last year, he's probably not in your top 10. Ooh, plays for your Los Angeles Chargers. Four straight, Allen. 97 catches. Keenan Allen. Wow. I mean. It's interesting because I feel like I end up with him in the FFPC every year because I'm like, why am I able to take this guy in the third <laughs> round again? Like, okay, give him to me. And you know what? I needed something that was a little bit different in my rankings because they're a little chalky. But Keenan Allen, Hunter catches eight touchdowns. <laughs> I, again, we like the offense. Yeah, we're high on Herbert. We're high on Eckler. Why are we not high on Keenan Allen? We learned in Hard Knocks he can block, so he's on the field almost every down. And Herbert is on record talking about how much he loves throwing to Keenan Allen because he's always in the spot that he needs to be, and he's always open. In right? the National Football League, Ryan. Chris Hogan somehow got the nickname Seven <laughs> Eleven because he was always open in training camp. What? Keenan Allen is always open. Who gave Chris Hogan that? I, nickname? I don't know. Remember, I, I feel like someone was caught. <laughs> Maybe I'm confusing him with another white receiver. But Keenan Allen always open. And if you asked me, like, oh really? You're going to draft him at the beginning of the second round? You bet. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's why I put him over uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Here's why I put him over AJ Brown. I, I, I honestly, I, I trust his consistency. When I went and looked at Deandre Hopkins game log, it blew my mind that he was able to have games where he received 10 targets and only scored four fantasy points. Keenan Allen doesn't have games like no Keenan Allen, Ryan, as they say in the he business, will put up 10 points in a drive and it's like sometimes he is a professional wide receiver. Blocks, I think gets the only open. The only thing you could really throw shade at him for is maybe some age. injury stuff, age. He feels like he's kind of yeah. getting to the end. But to your point, got hurt last year. Still, still average. Yeah, I mean, he he got hurt, and he'll probably get hurt again uh, this year to some degree. But if he doesn't, um, certainly uh, top five is is well within the range. Uh, and I would say this too, like as a reason uh, to like Keenan Allen is who's. Who's the young buck taking his targets? Well, I, I like Mike Williams in fantasy because he's but going again, so he's late. Got, he's got injury issues. Like, there's no, there's no clear like number one, like Jalen Guyton. Like, who is going to steal his targets away? Hunter Henry is no longer there. Eckler Jared does. Cook. I mean, no, you're that's right. what I'm saying. Like, I, I think. And you want to hear a crazy nugget? Keenan Allen had two games where he received 19 targets, and, and you want to talk about ceilings, like. 
his floor is like eight to ten targets. Yeah. And his ceiling could be just completely takes over a game. So again, I'm definitely higher than the market on this one. I think you can safely draft him up until like the beginning of thir- the third round without like you can pro- if you're drafting like one, two, three, you can probably take Keenan Allen with your third pick. And that to me is crazy because again, how many of these guys are that automatic? And you know he's gonna be a big a big piece of that offense. Like you said, who came in that's gonna take targets away? No, no one. That's nobody. Not, Brian, as a man who likes a good hot take and shaking up the echo chamber, chamber, chamber. <laughs> that I love that. You left them off your top ten. That's no. the hot take to me, Sean. I, I got him fifteen Whoa. and I'm trying to figure out how oh. to get him high. Don't let him see that though. He is one <laughs> of those guys that would get real pissed. If he saw, he responds to personal disrespect. Are we? I think we're already up to uh, my number three. Yep. And we've already hit on this guy. Well, uh, who is your four? Just so we're sure. DK Metcalf. There we go. AJ Brown yep. is my number three. Oh shit! Imagine uh, and, this. And Ole I just Miss keep had the, both those guys on the same team. How did, and were they, they not better? Fucking sucked. AJ Brown again. We we kind of already built the case for AJ Brown. I think Julio being out there creates more opportunities for him. In the same way, I think Ridley. You know, I'm not quite as high as you on Ridley, but I think playing across from from Julio Jones is gonna help him. They gotta. What are you gonna just leave Julio Jones out there single coverage like? And again, the he wears the number because of Julio Jones. Yeah, like that's gonna matter. There's there's good chemistry. Um, Tried to give him the number too. I think Tannehill. I'm high on him. I'm high on AJ Brown. I'm high on Julio. Like I, I I really think this. And you got Derrick Henry. The play action off of Derrick Henry makes these guys' jobs so easy. Uh, I don't agree with the uh, Falcons owner who said it was a win-win trading Julio Jones. I I still can't wrap my head around it because I, if you're keeping Matt Ryan, you're still in win now mode, and trading Julio Jones is not a win now move. Yeah, we got. I mean, Titans Titans minus two and a half week one nah, against I mean, the Cardinals. Hashtag tighten up. We've given the Titans teams and and fans a bunch of shit over the years, but I. The, I, I mean, especially fantasy wise, uh, I got to do a deeper dive on their defense. John, you have some homework to do, and that's get more stacks of Tannehill and AJ Brown. No, definitely, and and even throwing a little Julio for a super stack. But um, yeah, I mean AJ Brown again, professional wide receiver <clears throat> so AJ far. Brown so far. But yeah, why why? I mean, before the trade, he was a guy that was in consideration for the top spot for me. Yeah, I think. No, and you know Corey Davis, Corey Davis, Julio Jones. I feel like their target share is going to be the same, but his looks are going to be better because of Julio Jones being there. Hopefully, I mean, if you're a defense, would you rather game plan for Corey Davis or Julio Jones? And that's and and uh, it's kind of a leading question, but maybe maybe you think Julio is on the downward side so much you'd rather (laughs) prepare him than Corey Davis. I think that's Uh, a bit of a. I'm kind of a Corey Davis fanboy, but it's probably harder to to game plan for for Julio if he's healthy. I'll say that. Yeah. Number three, Tyreek Hill. I mean, look, I I, am I mad at you if you take him in the first round in the second half of the first round uh, to to pair with Mahomes later in best ball? No, of course not, because his his ceiling is just astronomical. Um, am I going to end up with a lot of Ty- Tyreek Hill in season long? Maybe here. I, I don't know. I mean, he seems to go anywhere from six to to like sixteen, uh, depending on the league. 
I definitely don't like him uh, ahead of my the other guys here. And even in the the Keenan Allen Tyree kill decision to me is a tough one because. Cool. To me, that's where that's where I got to get my oven mitt on this take, Ryan. That then well, that's where it gets a little too hot. Again, it's a floor ceiling conversation. But all of that being said, we we've seen Tyreek Hill just th- there's not many guys who it, three touchdowns is like a thing every time he steps on the field. So Tyreek Hill number three. I, yeah, I mean, you're gonna I, add to it I, now. I, but. I got Tyreek Hill number two. Um, yeah, I mean, again, that offense, he's just gonna get his. Uh, you know him and Kelsey, and again they're kind of in that situation where you are you worried about who else are you worried about stealing targets? Byron Pringle, Mecole Hardman. Yeah, the the two cute squad that you can stack with Mahomes and like the the seventeenth through twenty first round. You can overthink round. it, but Tyreek's getting his, and we haven't even talked. He quietly gets involved in the rushing game too. One hundred twenty three yards as a rusher, two touchdowns on the ground. It, I mean, that's not nothing. Yeah, I guess like does it matter that Sammy Watkins is gone? Like did that did that no, do I don't anything? Think so. It like it, the fact that teams can maybe key more I, I I don't I don't have a problem. I mean, you just you either take him as a top 3 receiver or you you don't take him. I mean, 15 touchdowns. He's basically getting you he 15 touchdowns, 15 games. He's averaging a touchdown a game. I, you don't need to overthink it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I throw back at you is I've heard you tell me that Kelsey is a top tight end option. I've heard you tell me that Tyree Kill is the number two wide receiver option, and Mahomes is only the is a is a lowly number seven so, quarterback. Well, Ryan, you get more. Yeah, I mean, no, cor- I, I understand how it works. I'm just saying, this like, is fantasy correlation. You know, well, yeah, this is fantasy, and you get more points for receiving touchdowns than you do passing touchdowns. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Okay, okay, so you could see why there could be a difference there. And if say a quarterback runs in to the end zone, you, sa- that's more points than passing okay. into the I, end. Zone. I'm saying it's strange for you to be reversely correlated. Okay, to be but lo- I don't lower I guess, than market on Mahomes and and on market well, with the other here, jerking off motion is what I think. Of the market, like, come on! What do you, I? I think he's going to have a good year, Mahomes. But it's can, fine. It's I'm just you can get 40 touchdowns and not be a top five fantasy quarterback now. Like that's the world we live. In. Okay. Again, it's it's fine. I was just pointing it out. Number two for me. I I don't think he's top five because he's not getting the rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think he's going <laughs> to throw very well. You're. I mean, again, this is the theme this year. You are all in yes. on the run, the value of the legs in the if, quarterback position. If the top ten fantasy quarterbacks don't have guys who run the ball, then it's going to be a bad year for Sean in fantasy. Nice. All right, all in. All right, my number two. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you got to be all in on the theory. I, I just think there's going to be some guys smattered in there. Stefan Diggs, my number two. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little lower than market. Uh, jerk off motion on Josh Allen, but I think it's hard to be on digs. Just again, you know, you have the upside of a quarterback willing to sling the rock. And then you have the, the upside of clearly a receiver who can just do unbelievable things. Uh, pretty crazy that the Vikings were able to let him go and just slot in Justin Jefferson, the slot. Uh, How's the slot? Um, and then, and then you, you factor in that. I, I don't think anything happened on this team that's going to drastically affect his target share. Even if you like a guy like Gabe Davis to to kind of be a fun play, that's more of just a couple big plays here and there, taking some home run shots. So I don't see the guy on this team that's going to see the consistent targets. Uh, I guess Cole Beasley would be that guy. Maybe Zach Ertz if they pull off a, a late trade. So again, uh, you know, when you look at the targets last year, 
right after Keenan Allen was Diggs at 10.4 per game. Played the whole season. Uh, his lowest target output was six in week three, so the consistency was there too. Um, again, he's the number number my number two guy. I think you you take him in the end of the first round if you're not certain about those running backs and you don't don't think twice about it. Ryan, uh, oh, we got a shout out underdog fantasy. Of course, underdog, underdog fantasy doing the best ball mania two drafts where you can win $1 million playing best ball. And it gets better than that. If you use the promo code SGPN on your first deposit, a free entry into best ball mania two. Uh, stay tuned to our YouTube. We've been doing a ton of drafts and uh, it's just been awesome. I mean, best ball is the best way to play. Underdog has a bunch of other stuff on there as well. Little NBA, little MLB, uh, kind of whatever you uh, want to get into. They also have like crazy three man fantasy drafts. Uh, it's, it's a DJ's only paradise. So make sure you check them out. Underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N Ryan. My number one fantasy football receiver for 2021 is the aforementioned Stefan Diggs, 127 catches. He beat the number two receiver by 12 catches, and he he was 10 touchdowns behind Devonte Adams. I, I think, <laughs> I mean, Stephon Diggs only had eight touchdowns. Yeah. I think there's a world where he he gets 12, 14. I, I think he could get. Um, I mean, with all his targets, he is another guy identified as far as like touchdown to catch to target ratio. He seemed like he was due for some touchdown improvement. And again, I'm just positive regression. I'm just super high on the bills offense, Josh uh, Allen. Uh, I I don't see any reason for them to slow down. Like the Brian Dayball, he didn't go anywhere. They're bringing it all back. Uh, Their offensive line should be solid. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Dolphins' defense is decent, but uh, like, feels like they're still going to be able to eat a bunch. And even you know, Josh Allen had a little bit of a shoulder thing going on uh, mid-season. He played through that pretty well. And Stefan Diggs, I mean, you you nailed it. There's just no reason not to love Stefan no. Diggs. And I think as crazy as his numbers were, he's in his peak. He's second year in the Bills' offense. Like, there's, it's very easy to build a case that he improves on his monster year just by getting that touchdown count up a little bit. And I think that's very realistic that he has double digit touchdowns. And if he does, I I think he walks right into the number one fantasy football receiver. I mean, that's, that's the only limiting factor. And I, again, consistency, he didn't have too many outputs that were just flat low, Uh, only putting out single digits, I think five times last year. So again, he's, he's, it's almost automatic. Um, And again, like I would almost, I apologize. He put out single digits, zero times. Um, and the, I, I would even go as far to say like his, he might have the highest floor. Like uh, he was my number one guy before the Julio trade. I brought Ridley up. I'm glad I did. Speaking of which my number one guy who I, I, again, I think they're very close. You know, I, I, I could say one, a one B, but I think both of them have such a tremendous week to week floor combined with the obvious ceiling. The floor is higher than Tyreek Hill. In my opinion, Uh, the floor is similar to Keenan Allen, but the ceiling is much higher. Um, The floor is similar to Deandre Hopkins, but the ceiling is so much higher. And to me, that's, that's how these two guys differentiate themselves into that top tier. Probably the two guys I would be most comfortable taking in the first round. I think once you get to Tyreek Hill, I would much prefer taking him on the turn if I have a late first round pick. So 
I think once your once your running backs are out, and maybe you're a Kelsey guy, but once your top running backs are out, I think it's fair game to take Ridley or Diggs. Yeah, especially if you're towards the end of the first and you can bring it back with another receiver or you know take care of your running backs a little bit there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see the case for Ridley. I, obviously, I wasn't as high, but um, I, again, I think he has the digs potential to have a similar volume as Diggs. no. If he gets, if he, I mean, what was his? He had 143 targets. So if he gets up to that 168 targets that Diggs has, and he and he picks up a couple more touchdowns because he only had nine, you know, only nine. But I mean, you look at some of the top guys last year. Tyreek had 15. Tyler Lockett had 10. DK Metcalf had 10. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, the massive 18. So if he can bump up into uh, double digits, there the case for him is is pretty easy. So over his last 16, he has uh, 1,450 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 95 catches, and that includes Julio Jones being on the team. So like, yeah. And again, my thing is, I think Julio is helping him succeed by getting the number one cornerback and some attention in those situations. But you could also say he's also eating up opportunities. Efficiency goes down, volume goes up. It yeah, might be and, a, and a maybe net, that's net zero gain. Yeah, I just think you can because of the style they've always played and the and the like the potential Arthur Smith bump, I, I do like that that's the bet I'm making. That's why he's number one. Like if they if the efficiency stays there and the volume goes up then Look he goes out. into yeah. like Devontae Adams range where it's just like No, oh. and I and I like the uh yeah, I don't know. I I everyone just like run, runs the same formula and just spits out the same sheet. It's like, come on, take a little risk. Let it ride, as Can we I, say here. Where do you have let, because I, I, I think I think we're both pretty low on it, but where do you have Amari Cooper? Oh, let me uh <laughs> let me pull up my full rankings. And of course, make sure you check out uh over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Just drag that little uh, fantasy tab and uh, check out our rankings. We're going to be doing rankings, projections. Shout out to Adam Pelletier, fantasy football editor, for putting it all. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah. And I had him at a certain, you know, I'm going to do some more adjusting here because <laughs> I did my, I did my first round and I was kind of like, you know, taking. I just basically moved down a couple guys. Amari Cooper should have been one. I have CD Lamb twenty two, Amari Cooper twenty three. Yeah, and honestly, like if if you uh, if and you actually, uh, I just bumped them down again because I moved up uh, Tyler Lockett <laughs> over them. Yeah, yeah, I probably need some updating too. That's what's so fun about these rankings. So check it out on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com updated rankings. We got our top 10 fantasy football running backs dropping uh, soon. So you want to stay tuned to that and obviously check out the other positions. We've already hit on quarterback already hit on tight ends. Yes, sir. This was receivers. Make sure you download the app SGPN. We got some massive football contests coming that you can only enter exclusively in the SGPN app and throw us a nice review. Take 10 seconds out of your busy day to nice write a nice little <laughs> review. And again, app Please. reviews are available every Monday, merch Monday. We will be uh, giving out a, a SGP hoodie to a uh, random quote unquote uh, review of the, uh, of the app in the uh, Apple store, Apple uh, app store or the Google play store. Thank you for participating well in done, the sports Sean. gambling podcast. For the sports gambling podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is Ryan. You never spell team with an I. Kramer, let it ride.